back to another hour with Crowder with me, your host Crowder. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. And if you're already a subscriber, go ahead and ding the bell so that you can get all of my podcasts every Tuesday. <laughs> I say that every Tuesday. And it comes out every Wednesday. <laughs> Now I'm just playing. I've been doing a lot of stuff, you guys. I finally got the camcorder in after telling y'all for a whole month that I was going to get the camcorder in. Um, the camera that I have is actually a camera to take pictures, and it only takes video for 30 minutes. So every 30 minutes I have to get up and restart it over again and then come back to my seat and say what I was going to say. And that just started to get really annoying. So I got a camcorder finally. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That That's why y'all haven't seen me. And, um, that's how, why y'all haven't seen me in video lately, because I just got tired of doing the whole thing with the Canon. So I got a camcorder and y'all, I will be up next week with video and audio. I know that the people that like to see this pretty face, it's like, Hey, where's Crowder? Now I know y'all ain't saying that shit, but um, yeah, I'm just telling y'all guys, I'm going to be back recording and audio, not this week, but the next episode. But, um, just some things that have been on my mind. I'm not going to get into the topics just yet. I'm going to get into just some things that's just been on my mind because I live every day and pretty much thought, just thinking, just the thought process of just thinking thoughts. <laughs> and one of the things that I have come up against is Christianity and spirituality. I've come, I, I watched one of my episodes and I think it was the episode. I know it was the episode with Marlon, um, the Jamaican guy or the Haitian guy. Um, and we was talking about Christianity and we was talking about respecting other people's religions and everything like that. And I, I kind of cringed at myself because I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I just um, believe or I think I said I respect other people, you know, way of thinking and way of God. And honestly, if you really think about it, I'm not a Christian because I'm not following half of the stuff in that Bible. If anything, I'm an unorthodox Christian because I follow some of the rules and I still believe in God. But. I don't follow everything to the T and I'm, and to be honest, I'm not trying to anyways, I'm not trying to be a straight person. I'm not trying to stop drinking. I'm not trying to stop doing the things that make me happy that might clash with that Bible. I'm getting to the point where I'm leaning, I'm mixing the two. I'm mixing spirituality and Christianity together. The, um, the principles of Christianity, but the freeness of spirituality, which if you do that, then you get something called hoodoo, not voodoo, hoodoo. I just recently picked up two books about connecting with my ancestors and a book about hoodoo, which that's basically what it is, mixing Christianity with African spirituality together. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but voodoo is voodoo and African spirituality, according to this book, was something that was practiced by the Africans that was brought here on the boats um, during slavery. And they was very some those Africans were some very crafty motherfuckers. They ended up 
because they wanted to practice their religion still. And I say they because I don't know if I'm an indigenous person to America, an indigenous black person to America, or my ancestors came off the boat. So I don't know if I'm uh, indigenous black Native American or ADOS, which is African descendant of slavery. And I might be a mixture of both. My mom's side might be Indian and my dad's side might be um, during slavery. I don't know. But back to my point. The point is that when they got over here, then they couldn't practice spirituality because the slave owners and the slave masters and everybody that was here in America didn't understand what they was doing. So it scared the fuck out of them. And so they basically was like, yeah, you can't, you can't learn that anymore and you can't do that stuff anymore. Actually, I got something better for you, which is Christianity. And so they started to disguise um, their spiritual teachings and their spiritual beliefs, beliefs under the ruse of Christianity. So they would say, oh, I'm um, praying to Jesus, but would really be praying to the deity or the God or the nature aspect of what it was that they was um, practicing back in their home country, which was Africa. And then, um, yeah, just all that stuff. I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want it to turn into this whole like rabbit hole thing where I tell y'all all the stuff that I've been learning because me personally, I'm just now learning. I'm not saying that I'm going like head first into spirituality, but I am on this spiritual journey to figure out what is it that I need to know? Because I feel like Christianity just isn't the be all to end all. I think that there's other ways to feel complete. And I don't think that religion is that for me anymore. Ever since my sister died, and I'm not blaming it on her or blaming, you know, Christianity on my sister's death, but it did open up my eyes to be like, you really low-key only get one life. Like, my sister was young as hell. And I've always had this tug at my spirit that was telling me that this isn't this isn't the thing that you're supposed to practice. Look at all these contradictions. Look how it makes you feel. Look how it basically tears you down to the point where you just feel like you're a robot. And if you don't do all of these things and practice all these rules, then you're never going to get into this place. Well, who wants to be in a place like that, a place like heaven, if you have to follow all these rules to get there? Do you think that the rules stop once you get there? No, they're probably like 10 times worse because you got all these angels with all their eyes on you all the time, so you can't even do anything. So it's like you only went from earth following those rules up into like maximum security of heaven following those rules for the rest of your soul days, whatever that means. And another thing, like I said, I, ever since my sister's death, I just feel like it's something more we're supposed to be practicing. It's something more we're supposed to be practicing. And it's something that I feel like my ancestors is telling me to do. I, I mean, I, I used to be a Christian and I'm not saying that Christianity is wrong. I'm just saying that it's not the whole story, I feel. It's not the whole story. Who knows? But I don't want to get too crazy about that. I do want to do a touch and go on the Kanye situation. That shit's kind of crazy, honestly. 
Because I'm getting to the point where I'm like, dude, first of all, all of this stuff sounds really, really, really fake. It sounds like a publicity stunt, honestly. I mean, just before all of this happened, Kim was at Donda's, um, um, what is it, Sunday service, the last one or something. They reenacted their whole marriage and everything like that, and she said yeah and everything. And then right after that, they started having problems again, even though they've been previously having problems. But let's skip all of that. Let's get to the good stuff. The, the, the question that I want to prompt to the audience is, okay, if we're all worried about Kanye, hold up, my, hold up, my um, mic is doing something janky. Boom, there we go. So now the question that I want to prompt to the audience is, if we're worried about the safety of the kids because of Kanye's mental issues, then shouldn't we be more concerned about Pete Davidson being around Kim's and Kanye's kids because he goes through the same thing. He has mental health issues as well. Huh? Mm? Make you go. Mm. And not only does he have mental issues, psychological mental issues, but he does drugs as well. Mm. Kanye recently posted that as well, that he, um, he hasn't been on the set of SNL because he had a mental breakdown because of the things that were said on Instagram or on Twitter about Skeet Davison and you know, just you know how Kanye Kanye's been roasting him for a good long time and been on his ass for a good long time. So I could see how that would make someone want to get away from the internet because I'm not gonna lie, when the whole Joe Patrick thing happened to me, I was flattered, but a little piece of me because when you start going through the comments and start hearing how people really feel about you, then it does kind of get under your skin. But yeah, I can see, and especially as as a person that has already low self-esteem and mental health issues, I can see how that would be a thing. So he, he said that, oh, you had a mental breakdown and we ran you off the internet, blase, blase. And yeah, I do feel like if we're going to, you know, shame one and we're going to be, and we're concerned about the kids' well-being, then we have to look at the other one. And at least one of these men don't do drugs. I, I, I Someone brought up something on Facebook, and I think that it's a very valid point. They said that you guys don't really want men to be fighting fathers. Y'all just like the idea of it. And what I think that they meant by that is here it is a man, a black man at that, which gets so much pushback about being in their kid's life when this dad clearly wants to be in their kid's life then we call them crazy and we put on the cape and we say oh you know this person's crazy they don't need to be around their kids oh he's not taking his medication how do y'all know he ain't taking his medication maybe he's just eccentric like that you know we don't we don't know because guess what we're not walking around with fucking Kanye all damn day we don't know so it comes to the point where, like, yes, I do agree with that. We don't want to see a fighting father. We just like the idea of it. Because here this black man is fighting to see his kids and 
putting it on the internet. And that was the thing that got me. I feel like putting everything on the internet is a good idea because guess what? The internet is forever. So if you, if you document everything on your social media platform and your social media platform, don't get blocked or um, taken down by the powers to be or whatever, then you'll have proof in court. Like, yeah, it looks a little bit crazy now to the public because of all this stuff that you're doing, but it's also proof that, nah, uh I tried to go to her birthday party. Mm-mm. I moved across the street. There should be no reason why I'm not being able to see my kids. Mm-mm. Um, she has help or what, whatever the situation may be. He has documented proof because guess what? The internet is fucking forever. So I think that it's a good idea that he documents and people are calling him crazy for that. People called him crazy because he bought a house across the street from his baby mama that has his four fucking kids. That's boss shit. That's not crazy shit. That's boss shit. That's what you do when you're a boss. That's what you do when you have enough money to buy the house across the street from your baby mama so that she will never be able to tell her kids, your kids that well, your daddy didn't come. You can't say that because guess what? Daddy's right across the street. If daddy's phantom is in the driveway, you know daddy's across the street and you can come across the street anytime you fucking want to. And I think that it's a, a great idea for a second reason because how many times as a child you didn't know why your dad never showed up or vice versa, why your mom didn't show up because let's not act like it ain't like deadbeat ass mamas out here. But how many times did you only got one side of the story and you grew up resenting your father because of that reason or your mother because of that reason? You always ask, why didn't, why you didn't come around? You finally grow up or whatever. And you finally meet him and you're like, Hey, you know, whatever. And you start to grow this relationship that y'all was supposed to have together as a little kid. And you finally get the boss to ask, why didn't you come see me? Why didn't you parent me? Why didn't you take the time out to be my parent? And then they start telling you their side of the story. And you're like, wow, wow. Damn, she told me something totally different. My mom told me something totally different. My dad told me something totally different. Then you start piecing up that shit, piece by piece. You go back, you ask your mama. Then you go back, you ask your daddy. Then you go back and you ask your mama. Then you go back and ask your daddy. Then you put the pieces together like a fucking investigator and you figure out, oh, this is what fucking happened. And now you're stuck saying, damn, I was lied to damn near half of my life for no reason. Why did she lie? Why did he lie? We have to understand that our parents aren't perfect. They're, we just met them in the age and the era that they ain't doing ho shit no more. Let's, let's have a conversation, bro. Let's really talk about the shit. Let me just say that one more time. Our parents did the best that they could and that we as children met our parents in a time in their life where they were through doing ho shit. They were through being hoes. They were through being ho- doing ho shit. They were through being misogynistic or they were through being a trick or they were, they was just through doing those things because they had you and they had to grow up and they couldn't just do those things anymore. Because if 
you know, society found out and then you got a kid, then child protective services could be called. They could get you taken away. So, yeah, I don't uh, I don't think that as a kid you should blame your mom or your dad or your dad for any of the shit, but you can't take back a lie. You can't take back a lie that critically shaped your life in a way that you would always constantly think if I had known the truth, would my life be different? That's what happens when parents separate and don't co-parent. Not just parents separating because that shit happens all the time. It's the 20th century. People find out that they're not in love as they thought they were and they separate. That's normal. All of that Bible bullshit is a bullshit. People separate all the time and sometimes it's for the best. But the thing that you shouldn't do is not co-parent. That's where the problem lies. Not separating, but not co-parenting. Once you stop co-parenting, that's when this dynamic in the child's life begins to either lean on the mom's side of how things went back in the day or the dad's side about how things happen in a day. Whichever parent isn't present the most in that person's life, that's the one that the child is going to listen to the most. So co-parenting is important, and I think that Kanye's doing a very safe thing by documenting everything online. We hate the fact that he's um doing this because, honestly, I didn't even think that I would talk about this shit for so long, but it trickles down to the average American family, how most of our moms and our dads aren't in our lives and the other percentage of them are co-parenting and it's not good co-parenting. And then the other percentage is just single parents, you know? But I think that it's a very smart thing that he is documenting everything that's going on in this era of his life. Because then North and um, Saint and whoever the rest of them other damn kids is. He got four fucking kids. I can't remember none of them. The only people that I know is Saint and and North. <laughs> I don't know them other two kids. <laughs> Crazy. But, yeah, because they will always be able to go to the Internet. They always be able to go to the, check, the blue check mark, Kanye West, go through, go to 2022, and say, what the fuck was he doing? What the fuck was he talking about? Where was he when I had my birthday? Oh, do, 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 do. go to Twitter or Instagram. Oh, this is what he was doing. Begging for the address for, you know, my um damn the address for my damn party. And I'm not saying that Kim should stoop down to his level because a, a bunch of this is kind of a petty way of doing things. I think that he should definitely go to court, give himself a mediator and everything. But if he sees that this is the best way, because we don't know what that guy is going through and we don't know what she's going through as well. I don't want to take um, Kanye's side all the way because I do feel a certain type of way for Kim because you can only imagine how Kim feels. There's this powerful man that everybody's like, and he's the father of my children, and he wants all this power over not only his kid's life, but my life as well. You know, before all of this even happened, he was begging Kim every damn day to get back, you know, get his family back, and now that has went out the window. So 
I don't know what either one of those are going through, but the point that I'm trying to make is documenting stuff on the internet is possibly a good idea. The internet is forever. That means that your words on the internet will always be forever. So I'm going to go ahead and close that down. Um, on to more important news and out of my thoughts and out of my head, Greg Abbott trans opinion. Let's, let's get down to this wishy-washy ass nigga. Let me go ahead and read this article. Governor Greg Abbott told state health agencies in Texas on Tuesday that medical treatment provided to transgender adolescents widely considered to be the standard of care in medicine should be classified as child abuse under existing state law. His statements made a letter to Texas Department of Family and Protecting Services followed an opinion on Friday by Attorney General Ken Paxson that said providing medical treatment like puberty-suppressing drugs and hormones to transgender teenagers should be investigated as child abuse. Governor Abbott specified that the reporting required applied to all licensed professionals who have directed contact direct contact with children who may be subjected to such abuse, including doctors, nurses, and teachers, and provides criminal penalties for failure to report such child abuse. So, yeah, that wishy-washy-ass nigga. Greg is saying that parents who are allowing their kids to pursue being trans are child abusers, in a nutshell. That's what all that means if you didn't comprehend what I was talking about. Now, as you know, I'm me, Crowder, am not in the slightest bit for any type of medical procedures or medication given to children that want to be trained. I think that the age limit for all of that stuff should be 18 or until scientists can reverse the changes without any side effects to the child. If that's what the child really wants and the parent sees fit. Don't know why someone would listen to someone that can't even buy alcohol, but hey, that's their kid, you know, but then there's this other perspective of the situation that we all can relate to is the government shouldn't be in our business that much anyways, (laughs) you know. So I have one more little article that is going on that affected a family in Galveston. And this is the excerpt right here at home on Galveston Island. Jackson learned the news that had disturbed his father. Ken Paxson, the attorney general of Texas had issued a non-binding legal opinion, classifying gender affirming medical care for trans children as child abuse as A few hours later, Governor Greg Abbott published an order reinforcing Paxson's statement, noting that doctors, nurses, teachers, and members of the public who failed to report such abuse to authorities may be subject to criminal penalties. Now, if you guys are um, interested in what opinion he's talking about or what he's trying to push. Here's something that I brought up um, and it's called um, as OAG opinion number KP dash zero four zero one makes clear. It is already against the law to subject Texas children to a wide variety of elective procedures for gender transitioning 
including reassignment surgeries that can cause sterilization, mastectomies, I'm sure I butchered that, removal of otherwise healthy body parts, and administration of puberty-blocking drugs or psychological doses of testosterone or estrogen. Um, blah, 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 code. It's a code. Um, defining abuse. That's the code that you want to look at. Code 261.001, parentheses, one parentheses, open parentheses, A, close parentheses, dash, open parentheses, D, close parentheses, and then it's a defining abuse. Texas law imposed reporting requirements upon all licensed professionals who have direct contact with children who may be subject subject to such abuse, including doctors, nurses, and teachers, and provides criminal penalties for failure to report such child abuse. There are similar reporting requirements and criminal penalties for members of general public. So, yeah, I don't understand what's going on with that, and it's so much to unpack, so let's go ahead and unpack it here. So the first thing that I want to unpack is if this is the priority, you know, parents of transgender kids or not even transgender kids, because let's just get that out the way. People think they're like, these are small kids. No, no doctor is performing a surgery on small children. I thought that myself too. So I'm not going to act like, oh, I've been up on game. Go listen to some of my old podcasts. They, they'll tell you I was very ignorant about all of this transgender stuff as a lesbian woman. So let's just get that out the way. There's no surgery done on small children. And the ones that are getting estrogen and um, testosterone, they're already going through puberty. So it's not really doing any harm at all because you're already going through puberty. So that's the point in your life where you get a boost of estrogen or a boost of testosterone in your body anyways. But yeah, back to my point, if that's the priority, trans parents, parents of trans kids is your form of child abuse that you're worried about. Greg Abbott, then you need to go back to episode 70 of an hour Crowder where I'll go over the Trevino brothers that are in jail because they killed their stepdad because he was sexually abusing their little stepsister and far County overlooks at the first, just overlooked the first charge that was already on them previous before that second incident even happened. The guy was still be alive in jail, but alive if they would have went ahead and booked them when he was over there sexually assaulting a previous younger girl. Eh? Like, Texas really have their priorities fucked up. They really do. Because even though I'm not for transgender kids at all, I like I said, I, that's my personal opinion. No one's ever going to change my mind on that personal opinion when it comes to transgenders being in sports and trans children. You just can't convince me any otherwise with any amount of science. But I'm also for what happened to freedom. Why is the government in every sector of our fucking lives? Because we allowed them. Secondly, and let me go ahead and get to the second unpack. Second, 
why is there this unknown exception with the government and trying to control children and women? Not too long ago, Greg was trying to pass the law that blocked what kids can be taught. <laughs> Critical race theory. He was trying to block that. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to get something out of my throat. Yeah, he was trying to block that, y'all. Then he passed the abortion bill. And now he's trying to conspire a plan to pass his opinion as a bill to deem these parents of transgender kids as child abusers. But he ain't got no smoke for the pedophiles. And then my third unpack. And my biggest problem with Greg isn't even the laws that he's been trying to pass because some of the things I partially agree with partially is the big word there people, but is that he is very biased with his laws that he wants to pass It's contradictional because it's not all the way around the table. He's not freedom of choice with everything. He's only freedom of choice with the things that panders to his base. Because during COVID, he didn't have that same energy. And what I'm talking about when I say he didn't have that same energy is this right here. When we was going through COVID, he was very against the mass mandates. He only did it because um, the Supreme Court or Biden issued out a mandate for those. He was very against it in the beginning. And guess what? I was too. I didn't give a fuck about no mask. I didn't want to wear no mask. Any place that I can get in without a mask, I was going in without a mask. But I did respect other people that wanted me to put on a mask because that's how freedom works. Just because you have the freedom to do things, guess what? Other people have the freedom to do things as well. So if they own a shop and they want you to put on a mask, to this day I went to the, the labyrinth or uh, it's like a witch shop or something like that. And guess what? Till this day, they are still putting on masks, even though the mask mandate is lifted. But guess what? That's her shop. So guess what? If I want to go inside of her shop, then I have to put on a mask. She has the freedom to put, tell me to put on a mask and I have the freedom to not put on a mask, but you don't have the freedom to do both. You can't not do something and get inside of someone's establishment or just, Anything like that. Y'all know what I'm saying. But let me read this little article right here because we all know that Greg Abbott did not have the same fucking smoke when it came down to the COVID. He was against it. Guess what, Greg? I was too. Texas has been at odds with federal government over COVID-19 vaccine mandates since President Joe Biden first rolled out requirements in the fall. The Biden administration has made vaccine mandates a flagship pandemic response measure requiring shots for healthcare workers federal contractors, and the majority of federal workers. Meanwhile, Texas has been scrungily, I think that's the word, against mandates, with top Republican leaders arguing vaccine orders are government overreach. Greg Abbott issued an executive order in October banning any entities in the state from requiring the vaccine and Texas Authority General Ken Pat, Pat, Patson has lunged or joined a slew of lawsuits against the federal vaccine order. So, so yeah, he didn't have that same fucking smoke in the fucking beginning with, with that, you know? So, you know, he, how he feels about freedom of choice varies because from the vaccines, he was all freedom of choice. And for some reason, 
for those parents of trans kids. Now he feels that the government needs to step in and that this me telling you that you shouldn't, your child shouldn't pursue what would make them happy. I need to step in. That's not overreach y'all. That's not overreach of the government. And I'm saying this as a person that's not for trans kids. I don't believe in that, but it's contradictional to say, Oh, them trying to force us to take vaccines. Oh, that's, um, overreach of the government. But me stepping in to tell people how to raise their kids is not overreach. It's the law. This kind of similarly feels when, um, the whole law of not hitting your kid was deemed as child abuse too. You know, you couldn't even, you can't even discipline your kid anymore without someone screaming child abuse. So let's just put that into perspective as well. The same people that are telling you that you can't discipline your child is the same people that are telling these trans, these parents of trans kids that they can't pursue their child going trans. It sounds really funny. It sounds really messed up. And it definitely is overreach because now you're getting into these kids' lives as their parents when they already have parents because he feels like I need to guide these parents on how to raise these kids regardless of the fact that the parents of these kids have listened to their kids and have come to the conclusion that this is what they want to do. You know, the last thing that I really just have to say about this is the reporting of these parents that are supposed to be made from doctors and nurses or teachers are not only invasive, but they're ridiculous. The only thing that that's going to lead to is people not trusting their doctors, which is going to lead to more problems in the future. You know, because if you're a parent of a trans kid and Greg opinion, because that's exactly what it is. It's not a law. It's not a bill. It's not an act. It's not anything right now. It's just Greg Abbott saying his opinion and people that are, um, have the same mindset as him. It's like, yeah, it should be a law. And they're trying to boost it up so that more people can get on board. But if Greg's opinion about these parents go through, then those parents are always going to be on edge about how much should they tell the doctor and dishonesty in the medical field leads to improper diagnoses. And isn't him telling doctors and teachers and nurses to report that information, you know, like a breach in the law or something like that, like HIPAA or something, because how would a teacher or a nurse or a doctor know that that kid is trans unless they ask what medication they were taking or something like that. And if you're asking a child's medication record without the permission of their parents or the present of their parents. Isn't that like illegal? Isn't that like against the law? You know, something like that. I don't know. And I can already hear some of the parents in the back saying that this is child abuse because the child isn't old enough to make that type of decisions, you know, transitioning, taking off that little penis to put on a little vagina. That's, too much. And guess what? I agree. Like I said, I'm not for trans children. I think that they should wait until they're 18 or until scientists come up with a way to reverse the changes that they made in their younger years because they wanted to change their mind. I definitely agree. But I got to allow some pushback 
be, with a similar situation with sports, particularly football. If you guys are worried about the health of a student or a child, then why isn't there an uproar for putting boys in football? They are more likely to get hurt in sports than they are taking these hormones such as testosterone and estrogen while they're already in their puberty hitting stages. You know, CT is a very cruel condition that football players get, and it doesn't matter how young or old they are. CT is a cruel condition that football players get that's irreversible, just like what these um, surgeries that y'all think that these young kids get, which no doctor will even perform until like they're like of age. But never mind that. CT and these procedures are irreversible. And you don't even know that you have like CT most of the time until you do something crazy because that's one of like the symptoms that you start doing crazy stuff. So once again, we can't just single out one health awareness. Let's talk about them all. If we're, you know, really concerned about the well-being of these children, because I see parents force their kids into sports all the time. And we never talk about that. We never talk about the parent that forces their kid into football. Their kid goes into football, hurt their ankle, hurt their wrist, hurt their leg, break stuff. Um, You know, like I said, if the kid does like football, he stays in football. Let's say that he goes to college. He does well there. Let's say that he goes to the NFL and then boom, he gets CT from the constant clash of him running his head into hard things all the time. But I don't know. We never get an uproar about that. So that's what I would like to address to the parents that is for kids being in sports that they can very well get hurt. And it's been time and time again, proven that yoke child will most likely get hurt in sports. Then this other situation where they're taking hormones and like I said, not for it, but they're taking hormones. Um, they might get a procedure, but the most that a school-age kid is going to get is medication. They're not going to get any surgeries. No doctor will ever perform any surgery on a school-grade kid because they don't want to get fucking sued. So that's the only thing I would give pushback on. If we're going to be for freedom and we're going to be for the well-beingness of children, we have to do it all the way around the table and not just when it benefits or support our, um, our belief system of something, you know, whether that be religious, spiritual or whatever, we just can't go around doing that. And another thing that I've kind of noticed that most people, they want everyone to have the freedom to choose things. I've noticed that a lot of those people that are for the vet that are against this is against the vaccine as well. So I would like to do another exercise with you guys. Greg Abbott stated that people who allow their children to transition, you know, be reported, right? Now, would y'all feel the same way if he said people that don't have their kids vaccinated should be reported. Let's just think about that and be very honest with yourself. 
Be honest with yourself for once. It's just you inside of your head. You, if you're a person that is against getting the vaccine and has not gotten your child vaccinated, he's saying, if he said tomorrow, those people that did not get their kids vaccinated should be reported. The same as this he's doing right now with parents of trans kids that, hey, if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, if you're a teacher, you should report them because that's child abuse. If he did the same thing with vaccinations, would you still be on board? Both of them are health situations, and I don't believe in either. But we have to do this mind exercise to see if we're really for freedom. If you're really for freedom, it should be freedom of everything, whether you approve of it or not, or it's not freedom. It's just freedom with rules. You see? So my point in saying all of this is that you can't cherry pick freedom. You either have it all or none at all. And that's where I'm going to leave that right there. Speaking of more LBGTQ things, um, Brittany Griner, I think Griner is in jail, y'all. <laughs> She's over there in Russia, locked up. Here's the article right here. Boom, here we go. WNBA star Brittany Griner was arrested in mid-January, huh, mid-January, mid-February at the Moscow airport in Russia's Customs Service has opened a criminal case against Griner for the large-scale transportation of drugs. This can carry a drug sentence, uh, jail sentence up to 10 years in Russia. In a video releasing a few weeks ago, she can be seen going through a security, security checkpoint at the airport and the video cuts to the next frame where an individual is looking through the contents of her bag. In the same Russian TV segment noted by the CNN, a Russian official was interviewed about the hashish oil cartridges found in the former mercury center suitcase hashish oil is a more consent concentrated form of marijuana and it is common commonly consumed in vape form so that's what's going on with her i hope that she's doing good and everything but the thing that i can't help but think about this situation is why isn't this story bigger than what it is you know like, she's a 6'9 WNBA superstar that's an Olympian, and she got one post on ESPN Twitter and one news story and one update on the channel of ESPN. And the whole time, I can't help but think, if she was a man, would this story be bigger? <laughs> I mean, we heard about Michael Vick's last rescue dog, from them doing dog fights for more time than we've heard about Brittany Grinner in Russia on a weed charge. I'm starting to think that we don't care about black women or we do care about black women, just not these type of black women. You know? and, and by these type of black women, I mean masculine presenting black women or women in the LBGTQ or men for that matter in the LBGTQ. And I say that because we do care about black women that are done wrong. You know, we got Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, and the most recent Laura Phil Smith. 
But as you can see, all of them are feminine presenting women. And let's not forget straight women. They're straight as well. Brittany, unfortunately, has two more things besides being black working against her so that she can get this coverage on the news. And that's that she's gay. She's a woman. <laughs> and she's masculine presenting. So that's three. I said two, but that's three. You know, ESPN gave this girl one fucking post and was back to talking about the trades that's happening <laughs> straight up. And circling back to what I was saying about we don't we don't care. I know that we don't care about black women that are LBGTQ because here's four, four, yes, four within a week, four black women in January. They got killed and there was no airtime. Nobody even knows anything about this. I'm just going to read a couple of like excerpts from this. In late December, there was a slew of murders of lesbian black women, but advocates for the LBGT community says they haven't received enough attention from the national media. Kalata Crowell and her daughter Kyra Inglet were murdered in West Palm Beach, Florida on December the 28th. Police arrested a man for her murder, Marlon Joseph, the son of Crowell's girlfriend, Robin Denson. According to the arrest report, Joseph had argued with Crowell and said Kyra had a bad attitude. Joseph spent time in prison for battery on a child. Denson said her late girlfriend would give the shirt off her back. They're saying that Crowen is the fourth black lesbian to be murdered in late December, according to Astro Straddle, a progressive news and commentary site for queer women. Shante Myers and her two children, Jeremiah and Shanice, and Myers' girlfriend, Brandy Mills, were found murdered in Troy, New York, on December 26th, but police believe the victims died five days earlier. They were all bound and their throats and their throats had been slashed. Two men were charged as suspects in murder. On December 28th in Washington, D.C., Carice Lewis was shot multiple times and was shoved in the trunk of a car before her killer set the car on fire. There are no suspects for her murders at this time. Mercedes Rolex, her, her ex-girlfriend and her best friend said, Lewis, no matter what, she'll still love me and my son. So yeah, there's Three situations or two that I read, situations that happened that got no coverage and nobody said anything about it. And it's because it's not a, the norm of what a male and a woman is supposed to be. So it gets no coverage. I honestly do believe that. You know, I didn't see much from any of the male basketball players either. And, and they, out of all people, should be retweeting and um building awareness around this case because that's their sister company. You know, the WNBA is sistered under the M the NBA. So they should be bringing more awareness than anybody. And she black. So where's all the black basketball players that's retweeting and asking questions and building awareness? There is none. They're all talking about trades now. So I'm just saying, I think that no one really cares because she's a masculine presenting woman. And for some reason, if you're a woman that dresses or acts like a man, then you get treated as such and not even treated as such. You get treated worse. You know, you know how badly I've gotten treated, you know, just for being, 
a masculine presenting woman, you know, and not that I'm begging for men to really do anything for me because I just, I can pretty much do everything for myself, but it's just like, you can't sit up there and treat me like I'm this, you know, big ass manly man, try to fight on me, try to, you know, treat me like a man. Nah, nigga, I ain't no damn man. I just dress like a man and, uh, and I don't even think I act like a man. Just because I like women don't mean that I'm acting like a man. Not once have I ever heard a stud say, you know what? I wish I was a man. I've never heard that. But they will assume that we want to be because we have all the attributes that they have. Like their clothes, their swagger, the way that they talk to women, the fact that we like women. That is the biggest misconception that I can tell the straight community to stop perpetuating. Studs or masculine presenting women or stems or no labels do not want to be men. We're all really comfortable in our skin. It took us all about 10 to 20 years to come out the closet comfortably anyways. If we wanted to come out as men, that's what we would have did. I just don't understand that about the fact that y'all psychoanalyze us so much that y'all came up with the definition and when we already got one. <laughs> just don't understand that. Now, I've come to the conclusion that if you're not the damsel in distress type, that no one, whether man or woman, is coming to your rescue. And I believe that full heartedly because for some reason, the way that you act or the way that you dress as a woman either gets you help or gets you ignored. You know, I don't believe that if she was a male basketball player, that this wouldn't be the top news every hour on the hour. And same as if she was a feminine um, presenting woman, you know, she, she has two things, you know, like I said in the beginning, working for us, she's too manly. And women ain't coming to save you because they think that you're trying to come on to you. That's the the stigma of being a gay, masculine-presenting woman. And like I said, I've um, encountered this in my life. That's why I'm so damn independent because I just have gotten to the point where I just know, like, if I ask the guy for help, he's not really going to want to ask for help. He think I'm about to rob his ass. And then if I ask a girl for help, like just a random girl for help, then she's going to think that I'm trying to get her number. There's been so many girls that I've tried to like ask like directions from and they'd be like, no, I got a nigga. Bitch, you ugly. Where is the West End? Where's the West End, bro? Nobody was even asking you for sh- Where the West End, bitch? <laughs> I, just, I, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know why people think like every stud wants to get with you. Every gay girl does not want to get with you, bro. That's on everything. I promise every stud don't want to get with your ass. Straight up. (laughs) You know? So, I don't know, man. And the crazy thing is that I've had two arguments online about this whole thing. Because, like I said, it's so much misconception. And instead of just asking the LBGT community and taking it in and and trying to learn, they always have to combat it because they don't understand because they're not in the LBGT community. We literally tell you guys what it is only for y'all to listen and say, yo, that's a contradiction. And I'll be the first one to say a lot of shit in the gay community can be seen as a contradiction if you're straight because 
you're still living by the rules of um, this is the natural order of things. When in retrospect, it's a lot of things in the gay community that is in the natural order of things. And when I say that, I mean like, okay, well, quote unquote, the natural order of things is that the woman has the baby. But guess what? In nature, uh, seahorse, the male has the babies. Yeah, nobody's saying anything about that. So that's unnatural, according to you. If the male is supposed to be the dominant one and the female is supposed to be the feminine one, well, what's more feminine than having a baby? Would you say that that's the anonym, anomaly of nature? That a male can have a baby? And thousands of them, too. You should go look that up on YouTube about, you know, the male having all those damn babies and getting impregnated. Super cool. Um, and then another thing that y'all would deem as unnatural because it's out of nature's order is men having sex with each other. Okay. Or, you know, doing whatever gay activities, but humping. Okay. Well, in the specifically in the dog community, the canine community, guess what? Dogs, male dogs, hump male dogs all the time because it's a sign of dominance. I want to show you that I'm dominant over you. And guess what? In the LBGT community, when the gay, the gay guy that fucks the, the, the other guy, then it's a, a whole term for it. It's a top and it's a bottom. The one that gives penis and the one that receives penis. But when y'all look at that in nature, y'all say, oh, they're trying to dominate. He's trying, the, the, the one dog is trying to dominate the other dog. But when y'all look at it in um, human nature, then it's like, oh, no, that's unnatural. That's unholy. It all goes back to Christianity. That's all it is. Because we're nothing but mammals ourselves, bro. We're nothing but mammals ourselves. We are warm-blooded. We have babies. I think the only thing that human race i mean the human nature doesn't do that the animal nature does is have sex for pleasure humans have sex for pleasure and animals have sex to procreate i think that's the only difference and i think monkeys are the only ones that have sex for pleasure anyways like i said i have been going back and forth online with niggas about these contradictions of you know, the gay community. So let's read a couple of them and we going to wrap it up and I'm going to give the, the answers to what it is. So, um, just recently essence magazine put out the cover for, um, the cover as, you know, the, like an LBGT thing with Nat Nisi dash and her fiance or her wife. I think they got married. And one of the comments in the essence, um, magazine cover or whatever was what makes no sense is if Nisi doesn't care for men, why is she with a woman that is trying her damnness to portray one? Okay. So basically, you know, even though I agree with her, you know, her thoughts on it, because like I said, it can be seen as a contradiction, but like I said, I got to give a little pushback because even though she in woman clothes, it still don't make her a man. She's still a woman underneath all them clothes. You know, like if she 
fuck the stud. If, if, well, let me put it like this. If a man fucked a stud, is he gay? Let's just all answer that out loud together. If a stud fucked a man, is he gay? No, because underneath those clothes, she's still a woman. So whether a woman is masculine presenting or fem- feminine presenting, they're still a woman at the end of the day. Someone didn't like that, that, that you know, example that I gave, and they decided to question me about it. And it's like child of light. And oh, see, he got the whole thing in his title. Child of light of most high. (laughs) And he at me and said, we get that a woman in men's clothing is still a woman. What I don't get is if females like Nisi don't want men, why does she get with women that act like men? Why is she a masculine female? Why not get with a feminine female that acts in the, the ways of a woman, though it's still L class. I don't agree with her lifestyle. However, that's her life, though there are many contradictions when it comes to that L class. So I add him and said, okay, so if we both agree that women having men clothes on still makes her a woman, then we can take it a step further because we always have to do these exercises with the straight community. So let's, Walk with me, talk with me, straight community. I'm trying to give you a peek of what we feel in the LBGT community and how it honestly doesn't contradict itself because, and I hate to say this, because sexuality is on a spectrum, and I never thought I would say that until this conversation. But I said, um, let me, you know, walk with me, talk with me. Does a woman acting like a man make her a man? No, it doesn't, because no matter how hard I act like a man, then I'm not a man. So the point is still whether she acts, dress, or even thinks like a man, she's still a woman. And whether she acts, dress, or think like a woman, she's still a woman. So in the the lesbian world, it doesn't matter what type of woman you like, whether masculine presenting or feminine presenting, you're still a woman. It's equivalent to... Men liking a certain type of woman. Some men like women that are sneakerheads and, you know, they like tennis shoes. And some men like women that dress in heels. In both cases, regardless of what they wear, they're still women. And I told them, and yes, too, a lot of heterosexual people, it do sound like a contradiction until you look at sexuality on a spectrum. Hope the example below help you understand a little bit better. So, of course, somebody else chimed in on it, and his name's Manny Bruce. And he said, your analogy about some men preferring women that wear sneakers and some preferring women wearing heels is flawed. Regardless of the woman's footwear, the men still want the woman behaving and looking feminine. You don't see any men with women that look and behave like Miss Nishti miss nash partner and if they are tiptoeing around with women that look like her it's done on the low strictly for convenient for a convenient nut and not something they will be proud to put on front street so of course i'm in it toes deep i was wailing wichita falls i had to stop my truck on the side of the road to respond to him and what i said to him is and the ones that tiptoe with those type of women on the low are gay, right? You know, I'm, I'm 
making him do a mental exercise because we have to ask ourselves these questions when we start spewing out this type of rhetoric. We have to be on the whole spectrum of right is right and wrong is wrong and everything's in nature, right? And everything should be natural, right? So according to you, if those men are messing around with those type of women, a.k.a. studs, then they're gay, right? Of course not, because they are women. You are proving my point, sir. Lesbian women like women, period. It doesn't matter what type of woman because they are all women, regardless of how she dressed, how she acts, or how she thinks. The reason those guys tiptoe with those type of women on the low is because they want to fuck a woman. And society has show has some of them scared and y'all thinking that because a woman acts a certain type of way or dresses a certain type of way, then she isn't worthy to be seen in public. Basically saying that if she ain't no woman in heels and a, and a fuck em dress on and look like Beyonce, you shouldn't be proud of this type of woman because the woman that is a tomboy, because basically that's all the study is as a tomboy. If a, I've seen women dress in boy clothes and they be straight. Usually they grow out of it once they get to high school and start liking boys. But I've seen plenty of girls go through their tomboy stage and they think that they're gay, but that's because society has wrapped their head around this concept that if you wear boy clothes, then you have to act like a boy and therefore you have to do the things that boys do, which is liking girls. You can't be a woman and dress like a guy. No, 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 no. And if you're a boy that like to do things deemed as, um, that, that are girly and you, um, act like a girl, then guess what? You're not a girl. Uh, they came out. I mean, you're not a man, you're a girl. So you should do all the things that girls do instead of just saying, Hey, you like the color pink and you like to cook, but you're still a man and you still can like women. And guess what, girl, you like to play basketball and you like to wear basketball shorts and slides and wife beaters. But guess what? You could still be attracted to men. And guess what? Both of you guys are going to find a woman or a man that is into that look that you have. I'm, I think I'm starting to understand social construct. And sexuality being on a spectrum. I think I actually finally opened up my mind to that shit because it was very mind boggling. But on to, you know, the rest of what I said to him. I said, but you said something very important that I want to point out. In your sentence of getting a convenient nut, what makes those ty- what makes those guys that want that nut go for those type of women? Could it be that at the end of the day? He knows that she's still a woman, just like the woman that prefers a masculine presenting woman knows that that woman underneath those clothes is what? Still a woman. The reason you can't comprehend this concept is because you are thinking of sexuality as linear when it's on a spectrum. I used to be like you until I challenged my own thoughts on the conversation and started to understand what lesbians aren't. Like that lesbians aren't that different from men in their thought process when it comes to women. Yeah. So, yeah, nobody said anything after that because I think I kind of shut down the conversation. But let me go to the second one. Let me go to the second one, bro. Because I was just on this video the other day and it was, um, 
it was some things being said about Young Pharaoh. I'm not going to get into that because y'all can go to his channel for that. But let me see if I can find it. Be patient with me, guys. Okay, this was on MB, MPB Dope Man. And he, I think he does, like, commentary for, like, the conscious community and stuff like that. And he brought up the fact that Young Pharaoh was trying to hit a stud. And then he was like, yeah, that's some bitch shit that he's trying to push up on a woman. You know, only beta males do that. But, you know, maybe the rules change because, you know, she a stud. And, you know, that's kind of like a man. <laughs> oh, God, they're so ignorant. Anyways. So I got in the comment section and was like, why does the rule not apply to a stud? You know, because you was just a minute ago saying that, oh, it's bit shit to hit a woman, but the rules change when she a stud because of the way she dressed. And I said, if you a man, don't hit a woman, period. That's some weak ass energy as a man to hit a girl for any reason. Now, let me put this in context. I'm not saying a woman that is threatening your life with a weapon or a woman that's threatening your life at all, or I'm not just saying just let a woman hit you all upside the head. I'm saying the first time is a gimme. Give her that shit. If it doesn't knock you the fuck out, men, give her that shit and walk the fuck away. But if she beating the fuck up on you, then yes, please defend yourself. Nobody's telling you to be a wet blanket or anything like that. And I'm not for domestic violence at the fuck all. But back to my point and your thoughts on man on man versus woman on woman is so backwards. So then he went on to say, because let me explain this. He went on to say, yeah, it's a difference between men on men messing around because that's gay than woman on woman. You know, every woman on woman has had a, a, a friend that's a girl that they've kissed and, you know, nobody thought anything of it. Stop. Straight men, stop saying that dumbass shit. Please stop saying that shit. If you are against gay sexual relations all the way around the board, it doesn't just drop off of stop being gay when it's two films doing it. That is messed up. If you're this person that's like, oh, Jesus, you know, oh, all these gay people out here, and you look at disgust as, oh, the men on men, but then your ass is jacking off in your room in a sock to women on women porn stop you're not against gay um relations you're against men and their gay relations because you think it's hot when it's two girls that are feminine you think it's okay when it's a stud and it's a film and then you're disgusted when it's two guys stop it you're contradicting yourself stop it and then he goes on to i didn't even think that he would um reply to me this is a channel that has like 40,000 subscribers so for him to reply to me whatever and he's like you must not live in reality I've literally seen studs start fights with guys in school and there's millions of videos online that show show it and there's some crazy females out there that will hurt a man you're saying for any reason is nonsense if that woman is hurting that man he has a right to defend himself what type of Disney world do you live in? And all I'm saying is girls are more touchy with each other than guys that are guys. They're more emotional. It's common sense. Like the fuck. <sighs> and I was like, why are you even arguing with a woman? Period. Like if you're this whole, this is the thing that I don't understand about men. 
And I'm just going to say it. It's very confusing. Men are very confusing. It's like y'all pick and choose and, and cherry pick when y'all want to be a man and when y'all want to be um all all things are equal. That's been this whole conversation just recently. Because I'm 32 years old. So I grew up in an era where there was no reason why a boy would hit a girl unless she was threatening his life. Now, how would a girl threaten a guy's life if there's no weapons involved? I have no idea because last time I checked, men are stronger than women naturally. So the only thing that you would literally have to do to a woman if you're a man is kind of jack her up. Just grab her, push her up against the wall, just enough time for you to get away. You don't have to boop, 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 two-piece her up. I just don't understand, and that's where I'm saying the contradiction comes in. At. It's because y'all want to be the dominant person in this relationship and in society, but as soon as a girl threatens you physically, oh, now all hands are equal, you can't have it both ways. You're either dominant all the way, which an alpha dominant male, he's walking away from that situation because he knows that I'm, I'm stronger than this girl. I could really hurt her. I could really hurt her if I hit her with all of my force, which that's what an alpha male is doing. An alpha male is hitting you with all of their force. And because he knows that he's this alpha male with all this strength, he's not going to hit a girl because he knows that I could destroy this girl. So I'm going to restrain myself and walk away. Now, like I said, if you getting your ass whooped, and she's threatening your life, then yeah, defend yourself. But if she's on some just squaring up with you, bro, walk away from that shit. Listen, listen, man, y'all don't get no fucking stripes for fighting a girl. You, you don't get stripes for fighting a fucking girl, bro. That's bitch shit. Back in my day, if a guy beat up a girl, he didn't get no fucking stripes. If a guy beat up a gay guy, he didn't get no fucking stripes. If a guy beat up a gay girl that was a stud, he didn't get no fucking stripes. You know what he got? He got laughed at. Either way, it's a lose-lose situation. That's why most of the guys in my day just walked away from the fight. Because if you win the fight against any three of those people, then it's like, okay, nigga, you beat up a, you beat up a gay girl, you beat up a feminine girl, or you beat up a gay guy. And then on the other end, you lost against a gay girl, a girl, a feminine girl, or a guy, or a gay guy. So there's no win-win situation with that. Please just walk away. And then I told them the same thing that I've been telling the last two people is the problem with your theory is the rule of hitting a girl changes because of the way a girl acts or dress, which both of those don't make you a girl. Your reproduction organs do. So do you still hit a girl? So if you hit a girl, you're still a bitch. And the only thing that I would have to say is with his theory, let's do another mental exercise because we just ain't even thinking no more. With his theory that the rules change when a girl is a stud and the only thing that makes you a stud is the clothes that you wear. Because a feminine girl could have that same attitude that a stud has and the same demeanor and, um, and mannerisms as a stud has, and that would be deemed sexy. But when you dress all of those things up, 
in boy clothes is not sexy anymore. So with his theory of the rules change once you have boy clothes on and you're a girl, then I can fight you like a man. Then let's turn that around. If it's a gay boy with girl clothes on, then you walk away from that situation or you don't hit her because guess what? According to your theory, sir, MBB dope man, according to your theory, then you're supposed to treat that guy that's dressed in girl clothes like a fucking girl. Stop playing with me, nigga. You're an idiot. Just stop walking around like a beta bitch, baby back man. And just walk away from the issue. Actually, this is a thing with this generation, honestly. It's become this, this thing where it's like men have no moral values anymore. It's just like these hands are rated for E. Nigga, your head and your thought process is rated for R, which is retarded. I don't even know. People are weird these days. So basically, in a nutshell, all of these idiots on here, (laughs) go look them up. He actually has a YouTube channel that he does commentary on. I didn't go through too much of it. I just went on it because it was Young Pharaoh. But this kind of proves that we care about black man and black woman with stipulations. You know, we, we, we will vouch for the freedom of a black man out of the jail system as long as he's a strong black straight male and we will protect you as long as you're a feminine presenting black woman and we will march for your justice as long as you're a a dead black child and anything other than those stipulations you know you gotta wait you gotta go wait in the back of the line because we got you know strong black straight males and feminine black women and, you know, dead black children to fight for. We can't go fight for y'all rights. Y'all shit got to wait in the back of the line. And I understand the process of treating the heart attack before treating the stub toe. But after you treat the heart attack, don't forget about the stub toe. Cause we back in the back and we're still supporting y'all as the LBGT community. Now, should we be getting rights trumped over Um, things like reparations and things like jail reforming and things like the abortion law that's so crazy. No, but I'm saying once we fix all of those things, don't forget about the LBGTQIA rights that we're fighting for as well. Don't just put down your guns and your pitchforks and your, your shovels and everything and say, whoo, the fight's finished. Nah, bro. Well, oh, That was very exhilarating. I love coming to you guys. I love talking about issues that I think is important. Um, Go ahead and hit me up on an hour Crowder Facebook, an hour Crowder Instagram, Crowder the Great on Twitter, an hour Crowder on TikTok. Stream my shit on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Play, and here at YouTube. And y'all have a very nice, wonderful day. Bye.